All right, uh, welcome to the Chemical Balance Podcast, Episode 6. I am your host, Paul Katumas, otherwise known as Boomer. I am back from my hiatus. Uh, thank you to Mr. Mike Tooley, my cousin, for filling in admirably last week. Uh, you got very good reviews from the people I heard that, that listened to it, so thank you for that. And say hi to the people. <laughs> or say nothing to it. I, uh, I pulled a halves. I, I think when Bridge started it, I got booted. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Can I we know. just keep going? With this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah what's up, going? cousin? Glad to have you back. What's up? All right, well, I was trying to give you a compliment, and then you pulled a halves <laughs> on us, so... Well, it's, it's, nothing's changed in the week I missed. I've seen. We just <laughs> Bridge. You want to say hi, or are you yeah, are you going to fail to? I'm still here. So hello, hello. All right, good. Um, all right, and our guest Babs. Thank you for joining us. How are you guys? As, as you can see, we struggle out of the shoot here to speak and get get rolling on these things. So bear with us. Good. Oh yeah, I've listened to the first few podcasts, so. I know what I'm up against here. Good. Oh, good. Good. So you, yeah. you know what you got yourself into. That's right. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, we do this, like I told you, we would tell us about yourself, what you do. We obviously, everyone pretty much in the Wiffle world knows who you are, but I like to kind of have you explain it as if, uh, you know, someone's on here listening for the first time that doesn't know who you are um, well, and what you, what you do. Uh, Kevin Babbler, um, otherwise known as Babs. And I am the owner operator of Babs Big Flies and uh, former member of the Chico Bamboos. Um, I've played with uh, Anarchy, Savvy, and uh, then Anarchy again. And then I retired. So, um, but I've been doing this since playing and making bats since 2004. So I've been in this a while. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I heard, you know, uh, there's something you want to, you have some sort of new line of bats that you wanted to talk about or make an announcement on. Do you want to just hop right into that before we yeah. start talking about nonsense? You know what? I, I think so. So <clears throat> I, I'm a fast pitch guy. I love uh yard ball. I love medium pitch, but, um, you know, I, I came into the sport as a fast pitch guy. And way back in 2004, I had an idea to start making wood bats for a uh, wiffle ball. And so I started and kind of did that for a little bit. And the game has, and Boomer, back in 05, it was one way, but now the way pitchers are pitching, and with the speeds and the the wood bats just weren't going to keep up. It just nope. it wasn't going to happen. But I didn't want to let it die, so I jumped into uh, yard ball, and I made the lumberjacks for that, which I'm still making for the yard ball. But um, I'm I'm about making the game better, and you know this game is changing. So it's a constant change. And I want to be a part of it because I support it. I absolutely love the game of wiffle ball, um, especially at the level that is played not only in the yard ball um, 
leagues and, and championships that they have out there. But United Wiffle, um, you know, it's next level. Um, but to be a part of that, I have to kind of go next level if I want to maintain um, being a part of it with the bats and, you know, because I'm no longer playing. Um, so back to the drawing board. What can I do? And uh, we've come up with a yard ball style bat. And we have also come up with a fast pitch style bat. Uh, the fast pitch style bat is a plastic bat. <clears throat> and I thought, you know, I'm never going to do plastic. It's never going to work. And actually, um, we're really surprised at what we came up with. And we really believe in it. So um, pretty soon we're going to be actually making those bats for fast pitch and yard ball. Awesome. So, yeah, the new fast pitch bat is called the Booyah Bat by Big Flies. And the yard ball bat is called the Kaboom. So, yeah. But, you know, just... Loving and being a part of this game is the only way to do it is to, you know, go with it, ride the wave per se. So that's what we've done. And the bats are super light and I'm ready to get them out there and see what we can do. <clears throat> and again, not to, you know, not to take over a market. It's just to be an option for somebody that, you know, might like what we have to offer, and you know, um, because I know guys are still swinging moonshots. I know guys are swinging the whatabat. I've, I've heard great things and in, in what Tim's been doing. And um, But really for me, it's just, again, it's about being a part of this game and having a hell of a good time with the bats. And I, I have to say, they hit bombs. I mean bombs. So can't go wrong there. That's what the Is there uh, a, like a website? Is there a website or something that you want to... Uh throw out there for people listening to that they can go to and check it out online or you know i i don't have a website because okay. i don't want to be available to the world but anybody can um hit me up at big flies on instagram um okay. and i'm babs big flies on facebook and if anybody wants to just shoot me a message it's direct and i'm kind of old school where it just requires a phone call because I want to know what you want exactly. I, I write it down. Um, it Everything can still be customized like we've been doing with the uh, big flies and, you know, that are now award bats. But um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen those. Yeah. But uh, just like we've been doing with the lumberjacks, you know, with logos and everything we can to make it the players exactly what the player wants, I guess. Made a bat for me at Don's Ball and uh, for our yard league team, and right. everybody else. Everybody else mashed with it, man. And for some reason, I just deemed it to be too heavy, and I couldn't hit with it. it couldn't have been me though. It was it was the bat. So I, I used to I used to curse you. I didn't even know who you. I don't even think I really even knew who you were back then. I mean, I knew you were the Chico Bamboos guy, but I would strike right. out and I would come back to the dugout every time, and I would just and I would blame you. I'd say, "Damn it, Babs and the bat." Right. Uh, that's my claim to fame with you. So. I, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah. you know, the, the really the cool thing was, is that um, Don's and Gary called me up and they were just giving me a ration of shit. Yeah. And I said, oh, OK, well, yeah, they're super light, but 
on the inside, I was thinking, well, I'm going to make theirs a little heavier so I can screw them over. But, <laughs> you know, we we aim to please that way. Yeah. And uh, that would be awesome. You know, but no, they, they were really early on and the design was great. Um, but again, you know, I talk about that involvement. I've had a lot of time to kind of revamp how I'm doing the lumberjacks, um, you know, and really, if it's not exactly what you want, I'll do it again. And it's not yeah, going to cost you anything. It's not going to, you know, I want to get it right. And that's, we have to do that for this community. I've, I've said it a lot of times that, you know, especially a guy like me, I've got to come from NorCal. You know, it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to drive down to Sacramento to get on a plane and then fly across the country to go play wiffle ball. Right. Um, even if I drive down to um, like Maccabee, he's got a thing going down there um, in Upland, which is, you know, Southern California. I still got to drive 10, 11 hours, you know, to get there. So, you know, I'm, I'm way away from, uh, you know, I guess the the heart of it being, I would say, the, the East Coast. But even, you know, on the West Coast, I got to go away. So, you know being removed i feel like okay i've got to get it right i've got to get it right for said player i say you're not my customers you're my player um you know because if you've got to pay to play you've got to pay to stay you've got to pay to get there you know we're just out of pocket on a lot of things so you know one we have to make the prices of the bats one affordable and fair and Two, we just gotta we gotta keep it right, you know. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie; I've had problems um, happen with bats, and guys call me up. Um, the most recent, Scott Elliott had some stuff going on with his, and I said, you know what? I take your word for it. I'm not gonna argue. I'll just send you a new one, and I was able to send him a new one. And you know, some people think I'm crazy because they're like, well, it's bad business, and I say, yeah, but it's a great hobby. So, you know, I, I just enjoy doing it and being a part of it with the bats and, um, you know, but we just, we have to do the right thing. And, yeah, I mean, it sounds know, like you're doing it more because you love it too, not because you are trying to, you know, make a buck off of it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not, and, and that's the thing. I have to, I have to charge for the bats. At the same time, it is... It's got to be fair because if we're not fair to this game, you know, it just it gets out of hand because it's not about me. I've gotten to go to New York during COVID. I got to go to New York three times during COVID. I got to go to Pennsylvania, you know, and so but not only that, um, this game has taken me to Texas to the places that I've I've would have never gone other than playing wiffle ball. And I'm so glad that I've gotten the chance to, you know, it's kind of like what I owe the game of wiffle ball, not what it owes me, you know, because, right. oh, I was in the, you know, run for the final four and part of a cool story with the bamboos. It's not about that. I'm so thankful that I got to experience that on a level with guys that I absolutely love. Um, but I owe the game a wiffle ball. That's kind of the way I see it. So that's why we do what we do. And we try to, you know, be the best we can be because that's all we can do. So, 
one of the things I was going to ask you, and you probably just answered it by your final four run, but I was going to say, what's kind of your best moment experience, if you will, that wiffle ball has kind of given you over the many years that you've been involved? Uh, there's a there's a couple of things um, I think that stick out. Obviously, that run in 05, that was that was storied. And I can say that I was a part of a team that potentially, I mean, we should have gone to the final two. Yeah. And, you know, and we just, I think that's where being the rookie team got us because we, we floated through there on Keith, you know, Keith Davis, he was our lefty and he just absolutely cut everyone apart. So, but we were riding him too hard. And then by the time we got to that Gunners final four game, um, you know, I hit a two or three run bomb in the first, and then it came up in the third and hit another two or three run bomb. We were up eight to two going into the fourth, and then it was 12 eight, and we lost 14 12. Yep, you know, you got a it lot was of fans, like, man. You got a it lot was of fans. like, <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, it's so funny because we were obnoxious and we were, but. I think it worked in our favor because we didn't we were the 40th team like we knew that we we knew that you know people thought okay the bamboos you know they were this at large bid and but I tell people I'm like we battled with GSW you know Joel DeRoche Bro, uh Brock Drazen you've got Ryan DeRoche um you had uh Oh gosh, what was his name? I can't think of it off the top of my head, but um Mike was Cross. Brunner on, on that team? Yeah, Rob Brunner, that's the name I couldn't think of because I, I can't Mike Cross was amazing for us and he advocated, but I think you know he knew what we were about. You know, we just wanted to go play. You know, I was talking to Pete actually last night on the phone, telling him I was gonna be with you guys. And Boomer, you'll you'll totally agree the game that never happened that should have happened was 603 chico bamboos yeah like it, it should have happened like that was that would have been the most drunken obnoxious it, it would have been a bar fight yeah it would, it yeah, would have been an absolute bar fight you know what i mean and i know gary would agree with that we would have been at the bar starting the bar fight and been on the same team, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, to be able to have played back then, you know, against you guys and, and just the, you know, I don't think the Wiffle World would have been ready for that. So no, maybe man. that's why it didn't happen. It was just in the cards that there might be a nuclear explosion here between these two teams. I mean, you should come join us because we're, we're, we're putting the band back together from that old school squad and uh, coming back this summer just kind of mostly to support these guys that are that are going to be on the real 603 squad. But you should uh, you should come out of retirement for one tournament. And oh, man. Fly, fly up to the Northeast. And, and oh, be man. That, the, it's so tempting. I might just have to <laughs> just say, screw it. Screw it. Brother from another mother. Right. Right. That's, that's yeah. what it feels like with the savvy guys, man. The savvy guys, we got to have them on here too, because they, uh, oh man, they, them and the six hundred three boys go go way back as well. Yeah, I kind of got a little taste of that when uh, I joined Savvy, and uh, boy, the stories and that I would hear, and you know, it was just so reminiscent to 
just a normal weekend Saturday for the bamboos. It's like, uh, yeah, oh my god, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we used to drive down to Georgia to these tournaments too. I mean, I don't know if you knew that, but we'd hop in the van no. and just drive down to Georgia and meet those guys and play in that tournament. And you know, some of the rest of the stuff I probably can't even stay on here that ha- stay on here that happened. But yeah, they were some good times. Yeah, well, those are the times that you just can't talk about good times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our Texas experience was uh, pretty wild. And it did truly start with our fucking cab. Uh, Bridgio, you can edit that out. Not showing up. Not showing up. And we literally got this guy. Praise the guy. Old timer pulled up and said, y'all boys need a ride somewhere. (laughs) We had all our gear and we're like, yeah. And uh, Pete... And Big Daddy, he was our leadoff guy, the little guy. And then myself, we jumped in the back and we were literal, literally sitting in chicken cages, like surrounded by chickens. And this guy was balls out getting us to that field. And yeah, it was wild. But that really did happen. That's not made up. That's awesome. So, so I'm going to ask you a question. We do this on here and this is kind of a question and we'll put you on the spot too, but I'll, I'll let you give you a top three and top five. Because you go way back. These kids, when we do this here, twos and bridge and halves, they don't remember, you know, the good old days back when we were we were killing it back in 05. How old were they? Like two years old in 2000? I, I don't even know if they were fucking born. Bridgio wasn't born. Bridgio was not born. 2002. You were born in 2000. Jesus Christ, okay. you were three. So you were three. Okay. My <laughs> God. Still pooing your pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just ra- I'm razzing you, Bridge. <laughs> um, so what would you say? And, and you can do this list any way you want. I, we did a top top three, like today. Who's your top three? And then like kind of like a top three all time. Um, you know who? Or, you know I won't put you on the spot and say that. But who do you think are some of the best top three players you've ever played with or played against? And then who do you think are the top three best players today in today's so. Th- the top player I've ever played against, and I will go to my grave with it, is Joel DeRoche. Okay. He, you know, he really gave us a taste of, hey, this is what you're going to see. And Joel in his prime was, I mean, oh my God. I There's no words. And just who he is and his character. And, you know, I think that kind of goes along with it. It kind of makes a complete player, you know. Um, but Joel, um, for sure, um, that I've played against, um, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, I, I think about, you know, when I played back then, uh, Mark Martello, do you guys, you remember him, yeah. Boomer? Yeah. He oh, was yeah. filthy. He yeah. was really filthy, but he left me two fastballs that haven't landed yet. But, uh, <laughs> In the final four game, too. Um, but, yeah, he was really nasty. Rob Brunner was nasty. Was. Um, Chuck Hensley. Oh, yeah. That's an old one. Yeah. It, we played against him. In fact, they're the ones that um, decided not to go to the tournament that allowed us to go in because they took second in the NorCal region that year. But... Um, yeah, like I again, there's no words for a guy like that. Um, but 
Let's see. We played against uh, Elvin was pretty nasty. Elvin, yeah. Yep, five Elvin pitches Cor- too. He threw. He- yeah, yeah Elvin, Elvin Cortez, right? Yeah, he he was filthy. A um, couple of guys on that Mud Ducks team, you know, they were yeah. pretty good. Benson uh, and man, yeah. Yeah, yep. Benson. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, we were so we were so green at that time that we didn't even know who the hell we were playing. We just were going to beat you. That that was just kind of the attitude. Because when you go in with nothing to lose, you know, people expected us to be zero and three and gone out of round robin. Well, we were we were three and zero, and then we go up against a team like Run Factory, who was back then they had the rankings, and I think they were nine or ten, and they were they were laughable. We beat them like fourteen to one, you know, and we're like, really, are these guys really thinking they're that good? And and then we played long ball. That was a great game. Um, uh, they were they were a really. They had a decent pitcher. I forget. I don't even know the names. It was so long ago. Yeah, I think it was Alex Fernandez. I don't know why I remember that. Yeah, that, that's that's right. That's familiar. From and then Florida. They, from Florida. Yeah, Florida. And then we beat them two to one in the nightcap to go to the uh, final eight, the elite eight or whatever. And then um, I actually had a kick save to Big Daddy on a pop up in those lights. And I stuck my foot out, and the ball hit my foot and went right to Big Daddy. And for I don't know why it was just our destiny to go to the Final Four, I guess. But um, and then we played the Nads, and they were talking shit. And then I think we drummed them like fourteen to two or whatever. And wow, they yeah, started they started good. fighting between each other. And, of course they did. Of course you they know, did. That's all they did. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't we didn't even know who the hell these people were. We're just like, okay, well, so we went seven and zero into that final four game, and uh, you know lost that fourteen twelve. So that that was a heartbreaker. But um, yeah, it was a hell of a good run. But um, I got off beat with you know great guys I've played against. But you know I played against when I went in two thousand nineteen. Just trying to place it. Um, I pitched a hell of a game against the Phenoms in Texas, and that was Robles, Wood, and uh, Pagano. So that was pretty good. Uh, Yeah, and then I think we played Sueño, so we got to play against, uh, I think Sueño at that time was Stant, Sarnowski, yeah, um, Kenny, and... um, Devin Torres so you know played played against some good talent and then you know Steve Tripsis played against um, them in 2019 and you know so played against some decent guys but you know I had I took a break for so long which you know I didn't plan on doing that Um, but the bamboos just kind of fell apart and families and you know kids and so and then yeah, thankfully <laughs> yeah life right and uh, you know but but still did the bats and it kind of just I got my foot back in the door in 2018 um, with the home run derby in Texas and that was a super big highlight um, 
I mean, Packer and Wood and, and Ryan Bush were hitting balls over nets, over roads, like, you know, with the big flies. And so that just kind of got the foot in the door and back in the game. And, um, yeah. And then to have see... You been, have you been to a UF's one? Because, I mean, I didn't go the last two years. Have you been? Have yeah. You yeah, I went to... Yeah, we talked up in the uh, third base uh, box. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, and freezing cold down there. And Oh, my God, that was awful. <laughs> yeah, well, it's different when you're coming from Cali and you're, you know, still at 90 degrees. And then the next thing you know, it's slight rain and cold. And, yeah, it, uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely an adjustment. And I think that's what finally said you know what you just got to retire because if i've got to travel that far and i can't you know i'm older now so it takes a little bit more to get moving and i uh, 41 here so i hear you <laughs> oh god i'm almost 50 okay. so but th- the thing that sucks is that i can still play you know right. it's like i gotta play like i can still play i know i can still play we still play down here we're playing february 7th you know so um, the bamboos and, and some other guys. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah. So one more. You mentioned Steve Travis, and I, and I actually, I'm going to ask you one more question about uh, that we did before, and I actually was going to bring him up. Um, we did, who would you want on your side in a bar fight a few weeks ago? And it was brought to my attention, and I forgot how, how I don't want to call him crazy, but... Uh, Steve Travis is kind of a badass, and we did not mention him as someone we would want next to us in a bar fight. So if you're listening, sorry, man. Um, I I should have mentioned you, but uh, I'll ask the question. I'll ask the question to you: Who would you want if you got into a bar fight with any wiffle ball player? Uh, any time period, you know, who would you want next to you? You remember the guy that was screaming bamboos, Lenny? Yeah. I'd take Lenny, Lenny in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, he's like a Tasmanian devil. He'd just start turning super fast, knocking fools around. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, I, we I, don't, for anyone listening, we don't condone the, uh, bar fighting at all. Just have to put out that uh, little public service announcement. <laughs> not, not unless you have to. Right. Never start it. <laughs> yeah. Just end it. That's what my dad used to tell me. Just end it. <laughs> and I said, okay. But yeah, I'd take Lenny in a heartbeat. That's a good one. Yeah. Who's bridge? You guys, uh, you guys got anything for uh, the Babs? Or any questions? Anything? Yeah. Honestly, know. it's really great just to listen to you talk about all these guys because, with the exception of Joel DeRoche, I don't think I know who any of them are. So it's nice to kind of be educated on all these guys from back then who were nasty and making runs at a national title. Yeah. Well, Tui, remember, I don't really remember who the hell they are, but. You know, <laughs> But, you know, names sound familiar, and, um, you know, uh, it's just, to me, I think the coolest thing for me, um, being a now-and-then guy uh, with a break in the middle, um, the evolvement of um, the game alone, it's mind-boggling to me. It, it's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, um, just starting in 2018, you know, I was calling games because I was in Texas and, and watching the the way the ball moves and and 
guys threw hard back in 05, but it's it's a different kind of hard now. Yeah, it is. You know? I agree. And like Joel DeRoche threw very hard. Um and not taking anything away from Joel because he's still the best player I've ever played against. Um, everybody throws as hard as Joel used to throw or harder. Yep. You know, and so to me, that's really crazy to think that because I know how hard Joel used to throw. And my God, you know, and then I, I look at guys now and just loaded talent on the mound. And then to see the hitters doing what they're doing with it, it's just, it's wild. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, that's okay. Well, no you, you can edit that out, Bridge. <laughs> you can leave it in. They'll just think it's apps. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, and I, I just love to see it. And, I guess it's all different too because um, I've learned with the MLW guys and, and watching those games and and seeing their media. You know, it's just it's crazy what Kyle is doing, and I know Kyle has help, but um, it's pretty amazing to see what they're doing, and then to see what United Wiffle's doing, and then to see what uh, Golden Stick and, and Gall are doing, and you know, and then everybody else that. I'm not as familiar with, but what they're doing with their media, you know, um, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's not. It's it's amazing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you know, again, it, it, the involvement is it's really neat to see that, and it, it's fun to be a part of that. Yeah, you're a huge part too with the bats. Like that's kind of an underrated, you know part of it of what you do you know, people probably don't know that enough of who you are or what you do maybe they do maybe I'm, I'm out of the game but but I mean every home run that's hit it's good chance it's from something you made so that's you know that's something to, <laughs> you're doing a hell of a thing there yeah well thank you and you know really it's just um, it's my vessel to to move forward with the game um, you know because really Back to the story, you know, in the run with the bamboos, and that that was a story for once upon a time. But yep. now we're looking at guy, you know, C four repeats three times, you know, and now we've got the juggernauts repeat two times. I mean, that's that's amazing to me. You know, those those are really good stories right there because the hardest thing to do is repeat, and then we've got teams. With the caliber of players that we have, old and young now, in United Wiffle, to me, it would be harder to do today than it would be back then. Yeah, I agree. You know, saying that, you've won a national championship, you know, so... It's different. It's different now than it was back then, too. Like, I think of the Texas State in, like, 05, it's it's so different than now. I mean, it's equally awesome just just different it's hard to compare i think it's hard to compare the two because we do that a lot with like older and newer and you know it's hard it's hard it's a different different game different world like i, I could shut someone out just throwing a drop in 2005 i would give up tw- 10 runs in a third of an inning now trying to do that <laughs> i know so, isn't that it's so, so crazy so, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah it's just it's nuts yeah i mean it, it's it's wild 
I mean, I faced, you know, C4. There's another group that I didn't mention, but I faced them when I was with Savvy and, and Troop said, hey, Babs, you're going to pitch. And I was like, oh, okay, fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can edit it, Bridge. Um, but yeah, it facing that lineup, like I threw the nastiest like cut in on Kevin's hands and Norris just hammered a double. And then you're like, oh, here's Ty. Then you get Ty. And then, oh, here's Ed. Then you get Packer. And then, oh, here's Steffi. It's just like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, um, it's just, it's amazing to me, the the talent there, that you look around all these teams, and it's insane. Yeah, new talent so, coming from all over the place, too, every year. It feels like every year there's another, uh, you know, like last year I wasn't there, and I was watching a lot of it. You know, just on on YouTube or whatever, and I'm just like, Who, who's this kid throwing 99 now? You know, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's all. Uh, yeah. Too. Like the next generation just want to be as good and better. And Bridge, I really like, you know, and to you as well. But these, the younger generation, has to do it better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like we we have because there's an end goal at some point here, and it keeps continually getting better. And I I agree with you. It's going to come from that younger generation. Um, it's kind of taken. I think wiffle ball on the competitive level has taken such a different turn. With, I mean, soon enough, are we going to see contracts? Are we going to see, you know? Um, because we're really seeing guys move from teams like we are in the MLB, yeah. you know, or another. It's it's just, but the younger generation of players cannot forget through all of that. Through the, I mean, because one team has a new guy this guy, you know, this year, and then oh, we're gonna create this team, and we're gonna. You just can't lose sight of the important thing, and that is the game of wiffle ball, because you don't want to on the competitive level because everybody can play the backyard style, but not everybody can play the professional level. So there's a standard that you have to keep there, but improve on and not get lost in all the melee of everything else that's going on. I think you can kind of see it shifting too, like even with the younger guys, um, with the competitiveness and the level of that. Like, just for one thing, guys aren't drinking as much while they play anymore. That's something that I've noticed a difference in since I started playing until now. Most guys are so caught up in trying to hit that ace on the mound and throw a gem on the mound that you're worried more about the W than you are about having a couple drinks and hanging out with your friends. That You know what? I, I think that that's a really good focus and i and i say that you know um because the bamboos i mean there's no question there was drinking going on i mean um but those guys kind of operated that way and i think the game was kind of that way anyway and again we're it's that word and evolvement you know it's evolved away from that and there is a time and place I mean, if you look at wanting to get sponsors and you're wanting to get, you know, a lot of external flow into the sport, 
you kind of have it's a give and take you know so maybe the alcohol doesn't become so important you know or you know and i'm a norcal guy so there's jive all over the game you know what i mean and sometimes you got to just step away from that um and and kind of be in that professional mindset of okay i've got one thing on my mind you know and that's the w you know and and at the end of the day you can go and, and have fun and but you know i think that's the regret i had is you know i didn't drink on the bamboos and you know there were two guys primarily drinking but they could operate that way where the three of us were like we can't do that like i I just can't do that i gotta be focused and i think that you know that might have been part of how we ran out of gas because when you're gasping for air trying to figure out somebody to throw a damn strike in the final four game because you do have these guys pinned against the wall we just need strikes and you don't get it you know do you go man if we just weren't drinking so much you know we could have just maybe found the zone Right. No. Or, or just trying to hit the ball. Imagine trying to trying to. I mean, I know myself. I older, you know, I drank like a fish, and, you know. And I always am like, man, what could I have been if I just? How many tournaments did I lose because I was shit faced at the end of it and was seeing three balls trying to hit a ninety six mile an hour pitch? Like it's, you know, it's. it's <laughs> I mean, you're having fun and it's all in good stuff, but you you think right. about it when you look back and you're like, man, you know, how many did right. I out there? You know. Well, and yeah, and you know the bamboos back in 05 and 04 to 05 you know we played 200 220 days out of a 365 day year i mean like we played all the time so it might have become second nature for those guys to do that but when you go to texas and it's hot and you're you're in a different element you know you're not you know we're not playing on our field that we're comfortable at and that you know what i mean and yep um but yeah, I think there was a time for that back then, and it was a hell of a good time, don't get me wrong. But I think that, you know, we just need to really be, keep that mindset, you know, Tui, and, and guys don't need to be doing that. You know, you don't need to be bringing alcohol down there to, you know, because you're just worsening your chances, especially, again, with the caliber guy, that guys are playing at now. You know, I'm not going to step in the, I'm not going to step in the box drunk against you or bridge or lopes, Haverty. No point about con to your point about contracts and stuff like that. If people are going to start getting paid by, you know, whoever might be owning the team, say down the road, is that owner going to want, you know, one of his players that he's given X amount, uh, you know, it's down there boozing or smoking or doing whatever. No, he's going to, you know, save that right. for, for when you get because, your W's. Just because, a- and that's it, because it's all about an investment. And if you're going to get a shitty return on your investment because guys choose to do a certain thing or not, then that's just not a good investment. Yep. You know, but if you get a team that's solid, that's not worried about drinking until the day's done or, you know, token or whatever, you know, and I'm I'm not against it. I just think that it has a time and a place when it's when we're trying to move forward with um a united front with United Wiffle Ball or any Wiffle Ball for that matter. You know, because most of the and most of the people that are watching this media are 
kids, kids that don't need to be exposed to this stuff. I mean, that's the other thing too. There's so many younger kids coming up. You don't want to be like, oh yeah, you know, go see your role model, uh, you know, Kevin Norris as he falls over himself drunk. I'm not saying Norris is drunk. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> as a, you know, like I'll use myself as a drunk because there were times that I've been falling over drunk at these fields, and if people, kids are there watching, like that's not. You know, that's not someone to look up to. And Norris, I'm sorry, I shouldn't use you as an example. You're not a drunk. I just was, I was just thinking of someone that's like a top of the (laughs) line player. You picked the one like top echelon, like. Well, that's why I did that on purpose. I was thinking of who I think is the best player out there now. And I was like, you know, you don't want (laughs) to, that's, you know, imagine Jordan. Jordan's been touring the world. You know, you don't want him out there if he shows up, you know, hammered or high to all these events where that he's going all over the place at. Like, you know, just a bad look. Right, right. Well, and, you know, I think, I think the older guys have figured it out too, or, you know, the middle guys to older guys, I guess. I don't know. The, the demographic of ages is crazy now. It is crazy, right? The generation difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because back then, I think Noter was a kid. By the way, shout out to Noter for bringing up the bamboos in 05, man. I, as soon as I heard that on the pod, I'm like, Freaking noter, love that guy. Yeah, he, he brought up a couple of games against me that I have completely forgotten about when I was listening to. I was like, "Holy shit, that's right." That's why I picked him for most knowledgeable weeks ago, and everyone gave me shit for it. Well, yeah. let me let me tell you this: he wasn't knowledgeable enough because he asked me, "Oh yeah, you played in 05. Hey, do you remember the Chico Bamboos?" <laughs> and I just looked at him and I went. Yeah, I was on the bamboos, and he's like, "Oh shit, that's right." And so, but yeah, um, that that was kind of a crack up moment. But no, I it, it's fun to be a part of that, and you know, I know that it was a long time ago and that, but you know, there still is that little bit of history that I got to be a part of for a very short time, and and you know as thankful as I am, I just, I'm not done with this game. I just, I want to be in some capacity to it. Um, you know, just cause I can't suit needs, up. The game, and, needs you. the game needs you. So don't well, go thank you. you can retire from playing, but stay in with staying in some, some form. Yeah. Well, I try to sponsor as much as I can, you know, um, this is basically, I have a full-time job, you know, so I've basically taken this hobby and, and kind of made it a, a smaller, small business, um, you know, because the numbers are just, you know, it's not a huge market. It's a very specific market. So, you know, I, I think hobby-wise, you know, business-wise, let's get specific. So let's customize, Let's let's do this do this right but i just i love being a part of it in any way um you know and hopefully this year i can make it out to you whiffs just to hang out and see everybody and you know see these younger kids and see what they're doing and and uh you know kind of i got to see a little bit of the media on that and it's just it's awesome and hopefully the fever catches and and it, it just keeps going and getting better yeah Come out and see these two kids that are in here now, uh, Tui and uh, Bridge. Man, they they can uh, they can throw it. Oh, <laughs> I've it. I've seen them. I sat up top and watched the high rollers last year. Oh, on Sunday morning, that was that yeah, was sick. Yeah, and then uh, Bridge, were you playing with six oh three? I was. Okay. 
I didn't catch much of those games because I think um, I think we were just staying under that awning for the most part because the rain was coming in and out. It was a nasty morning. Yeah, but uh, no. And then, you know, the other great thing is that, um, you know, my dad has been such a huge part of, you know, Big Flies. I mean, he is Big Flies and, and my wife with her artwork as well. I mean, it's the three of us. Um, you know, I do most of the grunt work, but, um, I was able to bring my wife out to see me play in 2019 and then back again in 2020. Um, but I got to bring my pops out to you whiffs last year and he just, we just sit back and laugh and just in seeing him enjoying the game and seeing it on the level that I always told him about, but um, you know, because he'd come out and see us. GSW would drive up and and watch us, you know, play against us. And he'd come out with my gramps and sit down and watch us play and keep score. And but uh, you know, it's been nice to be able to have a relationship with my dad that I didn't always have growing up. Um, you know, and just see him get pumped up on it, and uh, you know, it, it's. It's hitting all, you know, all ages. I mean, Whitener's parents come, you know, yeah. uh, Robles' mom. I met her and, and she's been doing. So, you know, it's it's covering a huge demographic. I know yeah. the uh, the 603 guys, Gary and Rob, they, they bring their wives. They brought their wives. Oh, yeah, I met their I met their wives last year, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it to see that family. Uh, atmosphere and then to look down and see just pure grit and competitiveness going crazy down on the field and then you know the camaraderie and you know so much different than 05 yeah that's it's a lot older now too that's crazy you know it's one thing too is uh, Gary I met him when I met Gary he didn't even I don't even think he was married or if he was he definitely didn't have any kids and then his daughter just turned 19 like last week or last month. And it's just like, <laughs> what? It's like, what? <laughs> like, when, oh, yeah. How old am I? You know, you talk about that moment when you feel old, you know, when. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, I have I have twin daughters and they just turned 15 and it just blows my mind because, yep. you know, but, you know, the cool thing and they're both of them are amazing softball players. Like there's something different, something different level with them. Uh, I have a lefty and a righty. It's it's crazy. Um, but, you know, the great thing is, is with these bats, too, I've been able to go out and play wiffle ball with my kids, and my daughters hit absolute piss missiles. Like, I don't I don't even get it. Like, I can play against, I can play against some guys, like, you know, and, and we play more of a yard ball. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'll cut them up. I'm not going to let them off easy, but... Right. You know, they they absolutely mash. And I think, wow, maybe this is my destiny. Maybe I'll be 65 and my daughters will be out here playing with the ball with me Sunday. I don't know. But, you know, getting them off the couch and getting them outside, that's really where I started with the bats. Like, let's get kids outside playing like we used to. And and I, I think that's the great thing to see the, the younger generation getting their chance on the big stage, you know, and doing what they're doing. And, you know, get off your phones, get off your tablets, just 
go outside because you know what? Soon enough, you're not going to get to go outside. You know, it's just you're going to be too busy with work or you're going to be too busy in school or you're going to, you know, it's such a good time to just go play whiffs or do something. And it's allowed me to spend some quality time with my kids and in something that I love that they've learned to love too. I mean, it's a win-win. And it's something you'll, you know, your memory you'll have that, you know, forever too. When you look back, even 20 years from now, you'd be like, oh, that was, I'm so glad I did that, you know? Yeah. I mean, watching my daughters, we play in a cul-de-sac and watching them hit bombs off of the neighbor's roofs and, you know, tromping through their bushes and stuff and not giving a shit because I don't care. We're playing wiffle ball. Right. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Well, Bat, I mean, thank you for, for coming on. We're, we're, uh, we try to keep this to like 50 minutes if we can. And, uh, I know, uh, Bridge is going to, uh, do some squares information here, uh, to finish up. But I, you know, cool. thank you for, for coming on. Um, your stories and your knowledge is just, is awesome. So, well, you um, know, appreciated. I, I just, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, you know, I know the story of the bamboo story has been told a lot, but, um, no. Never you know, old, it, it, it's, it does, it, I guess it doesn't get old and it gets fun. And, and, you know, um, I just, I love being a part of it and I thank you guys for having me on and, you know, allowing me to one, put the word out about, you know, the new direction that big flies is going. Um, but yeah, I mean, people can catch up to me again on Instagram, at, you know, big flies or on Facebook. And if they're interested, you know, give me a phone call and we'll talk and, you know, I'll give you the rundown. I just like talking about them and, you know, talking about the game and, uh, you know, so anyway, you guys have a great evening. Thanks again for having me. And I'll just leave you with bamboos. (laughs) I hope, I hope we see you this year, man. Hope to see you this year. I plan on coming out. I do plan on coming out and, uh, you know, being in whatever capacity I can be there. I I just want to be there. I want to feel the electricity and I, and I want to just bullshit with the guys and, and feel the camaraderie about what we're doing and and what we love to do, you know? So yeah. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Babs. Take it easy, Babs. All right. Take care. See you, man. Bye-bye. All right, Bridge, you're up with your squares and uh, that information for uh, for the universe yeah. to, uh, to have. So so go ahead. So at the time that you guys are listening, Chemical Balance is doing a Super Bowl squares. Each square is going to be about $10. Buy as many as you want. And uh, we're going to do about $600 in prizes, 50 for first quarter, uh, 200 for halftime, 150 and 250 if you need any more information, you can find it on the team pages, 603, High Rollers, and Whiffaholics, as well as our Chemical Balance Instagram. Awesome. Good good stuff. Um, twos, you know what's coming last. For people that are last, I'm, I'm going to uh, blast our missing member here in a second. But uh, Tui, do you have anything you uh, usually have a hot take? You got anything you want to add in or say? Or That was just great I... to hear a first person point of view from Wasn't it? Chico Bamboos especially for 
you know me and bridge guys who weren't around then to hear about those stories especially sitting on the chicken cages to get to the fields like it doesn't get any better than that that's like one of those things if this ever makes it to like a movie someday they're in it or a documentary or something like real big time documentary or something like i want that story's in it the ultimate cinderella story that like lou always wanted to force you know with the comeback cup and everything like that that's just perfect I think that's actually where he kind of got the comeback cup started after that. Like he kind of saw that story and I think that's what really made him kind of, I think that's where he got comeback cup from in a, in a sense. So that yeah. started, I think a year or two after that run that they made, cause it was just, it was fucking epic. To and who doesn't sense. love an underdog? Yeah. I mean, everyone like that game that he's talking about, he didn't do it justice. I wish, but that, that game against the gunners, that was 14, 12, like, you know, God bless the Gunners because everyone that was there watching was just was <laughs> screaming for the Chico, you know? And like, there was yeah. so many big hits in that game. And it was like, oh, that was just that. That's one where I wish that was on film somewhere. I don't know if it is any, I don't think it is, but man, that's one where like, I wish that somehow yeah, made I would it love to watch that. that. You know, because that was just the atmosphere there was just, just nuts, you know? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, all right, we're at uh, 53 minutes, so um, I'll, I'll make this short and sweet to set up uh, to set up next week. Um, as you guys can see, we're missing a member this week, Danny Haverty. He's uh, playing touch football or something um, down down in uh, Florida. Um, but he put his foot in his mouth this week with a with a card <laughs> on Instagram or or, or what. Um, for those of you guys that don't know me, I mean, I host this and I just kind of you know keep the conversations going. But he called 603, which is his team, uh, frauds this week. Um, so you, you know, I kind of wear my heart in my sleeve. I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blast him. The old school me would tell him to go fuck himself and all that. Not uh, edit that bridge. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that because I, I like Habs. I think Habs. If you're listening, I know you're gonna come back with a rebuttal to this next week, and I can't wait. Uh, I know you're a good kid. I know you have a great heart. But six, uh, man, like. You, you, you basically, you got Gary, Don's Pat, right? When you think of 603, you pretty much think of those three. Like, you're not playing for an for the, for the area code of 603. Like, you're basically, you know, you know, Babs was talking about ownership or something like that. Like, you, you're punching Gary right in the dick when you call 603 a bunch of frauds. Um, he's built this. This is his baby. Um, so, just for Christ's sakes, I know you're trying to go viral and make your name, but Jesus Christ, kid, like... Just be better. Come on, you know. And I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you this too. You know, people say, you know, play play for the the name on the front of your jersey, not the back of your jersey. And and remember that because someday your arm's gonna get shot or something. And and just think of what you want. And I'm gonna say this from experience because I wish something I wish I had done differently too. Like think of what you want people to remember you by your legacy. Like you're young, so you got years and years to go. But your reputation, like that matters. It might not seem like you matter. And, you, you know, you, you might not care what person A thinks of you because of what they do in life or something like that. But that does end up being important. Like it was, was important to me. And I, I was kind of an asshole earlier in my younger days. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will agree with that. And I, I wish I wasn't that way. And two of you might remember this, but I tried to have this conversation with them too about three years ago after one of their games where, where Thomas and Scotty got into a little thing with him and Flynn and all that. And, you know, I told them then, it's the same thing I said then, as I said, you have you are so fucking talented. Don't be an asshole and offset your talent by being an asshole. And 
I'm not saying you're an asshole now. Just think, think of what you're doing and what you're saying before you do it. Because, you know, Gary and Don's Ball are two of the best people in the world. They're family to me. So when you call them frauds, you, you piss me off with that one. Um, so I'm going to kind of just leave it there because I promised them I wouldn't go too crazy about it. Um, so just think, you know, just think before you speak. It's advice from something I wish people had told me too. So I'm not, you know, it, I've made the same mistakes that, that other people have when I was younger. And I wish someone was there to kind of kick me in the nuts and say, you know, don't, don't be a prick, you know, in this situation. So that's what I had to say. That's the take. Haverty, I can't wait for you to reply next week, buddy. And I hope you're doing good at your little touch football event in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else from you guys? Any reaction to that? You want to defend your boy? Well, I do think it was lighthearted. I don't think Danny meant to be offensive, especially to Gary or Don's or Pat or anyone involved in 603. I think it was more so just starting some banter because I think maybe this is just me, but I think 603 will always have respect. Nobody will ever in their right mind say 603 is a fraud. You know? In, and I'll add this too, and this is one thing that I had written down that I didn't get to, is it's not just the, the 603 fraud comment. I feel like sometimes we were talking about a lot of old timers too, and I, 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 you know, I kind of just feel like sometimes Habs just like dislikes or doesn't respect any wiffle ball guy that's like over the age of 25 and uh you know like to no offense like one of the things that we have on here is like we i know myself like i do this podcast because i want I'm, i hope that in some way this helps grow the sport you know what i mean oh, yeah. like i'm not i'm not gonna help it by throwing 90 anymore i'm still gonna play this year but i'm gonna get my ass kicked for the most part like i'm old and i you know and i suck now but this is something i can do to try and help you guys get exposure maybe um help him get exposure you know like if this thing does pop we talk about like you know what gary's doing you know all the you know his pipe bombs and his little talks and his announcements and stuff he's doing that to try and grow the sport but he's gonna put you know Harry's gonna be the face of it if this pops in the next couple of years so you know think about who you're pissing off before you know just like we talked about trevor bauer and like who do you want to be associated with how do you want your name to be you know like yeah you know I mean, what I mean? I, so that's... I, I got to say, though, you can't have a ginger as the face of the game. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. But he's going to be. He's one of the best fucking players out there, man. So he's going to oh, He's gonna be. You know? So uh, be nice to your elders. That's all. That's all I'll say. Respect your elders. Respect your elders. Um, anything else, Bridge? You got anything? I know I, I feel like we should have got to you with more stuff besides the squares. But uh, uh, I think we're all set. Okay. All right. This is uh well this this has been a pretty good episode, I think. I think this is one of the better ones we've we've done yet. We will uh be back next week with episode seven. Um I, God knows who will be the guest, but I'm sure we'll start with Haverty uh having a nice rebuttal from what I just said here. Um you guys all have a great week and uh we'll we'll talk to you all soon. Can't wait. Good talking guys. Yeah.